Hi there, my name is William Earnhardt, and I'm here to share with you the scriptures in the light of the cross. A very inspired writer once wrote in Gospel Workers, page 315, The sacrifice of Christ as an atonement for sin is the great truth around which all other truths cluster. In order to be rightly understood and appreciated, every truth in the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, must be studied in the light that streams from the cross of Calvary. I present before you the great, grand monument of mercy and regeneration, salvation and redemption, the Son of God uplifted on the cross. This is to be the foundation of every discourse given by our ministers. Gospel Workers, page 315. So why is it important to know the truth about the scriptures? Years ago, I lived on a ranch helping out occasionally with the horses. The ranch had a very nice swimming pool just up the road from the mobile home where I lived. One evening, I invited a family from church to go swimming. As we walked back on that road towards my home, it was dark and a big juicy spider had made a web between the trees on each side of the road. Fortunately, we had a flashlight that exposed the spider right before we walked into it. The children were terrified of the spider and walked around the trees to avoid this monster. When the family returned to the house, I shared with them Psalms 119.105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I shared with them that just as our flashlight saved us from the spider's web, God's word saves us from Satan's webs. It is because of Satan's webs that so many different beliefs and doctrines abound about the Bible. Satan has done his best to confuse people's understanding of the Bible, not so our understanding of doctrine will be confused, because Satan knows we're not saved by doctrine, we're saved by God's love and grace. Satan has worked hard to corrupt our understanding of God's love and grace, for he knows that is where salvation comes from, and he does not want us to be saved. But we don't need to worry. The same Holy Spirit that inspired the Bible is the same Holy Spirit that will teach it to us if we just ask. This is why it's so important to understand the scriptures in the light of the cross. Many people ignore the Bible and many of those who read it, read it only out of curiosity as a fairy tale book or some science fiction novel. The Bible's more than just prophecy or ancient stories. It is a love letter from God himself. The Bible helps us develop a loving relationship with our God who showed us on the cross that he loves us more than he loves life himself. So for our further study of the scriptures, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 to 21. What is the origin of the Bible? Well, 2 Peter 1, 20-21 tells us, Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. 
or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. Again, that's 2 Peter 1, 20-21. And by the way, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So, the Bible comes from men writing as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And that's the really neat thing is there's so much in the Bible that, that we don't understand. But the same Holy Spirit that moved the writers to write these words thousands of years ago is the same Holy Spirit that teaches them to us today. Let's take a look now at John 17, 17. What does Jesus call God's word? John 17, 17 says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. God's word is truth. And it's so awesome to me not that God would ever want to lie, but the fact that it says it's impossible for him to lie because, of course, truth is his nature. But also, whenever God says something, it becomes reality. He says, let there be light, and there's light. He says, Lazarus, come forth, and Lazarus comes forth from the grave. Whenever God says it, it becomes reality. It becomes truth. All right, let's take a look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. How much of the Bible is inspired? Well, 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So all the scripture is inspired. Many people wanna say, oh, we have the New Testament. We don't need the Old Testament. It's done away with. Well, when Paul was writing this, the New Testament was still being written. So, of course, he was including the Old Testament when he said all scripture. As a matter of fact, it was the Old Testament that Jesus used on the road to Emmaus right after his resurrection. When he met those two men who were discouraged, that didn't realize all the truth about Jesus being the Messiah and having to die and be resurrected, Jesus showed them from all the scriptures, the Old Testament. What? was true about the Messiah. And so when it says all scriptures inspired, that includes the Old and New Testament. And again, it's where we get what is right and what is wrong. It comes from the Bible. It doesn't come from uh, from tradition it or, or from our, uh, our surroundings. It, it comes from the Word of God, not our culture, uh, not our traditions. Years ago, I was uh, working in a church out in West Texas, and we had a young man from a community college who liked to join our prayer meetings. On uh, We had them on Tuesday nights, and we had them in the sanctuary, and, and he would come wearing, you know, a t-shirt and shorts and everything, and uh, 
nobody had a problem with that. We were glad to have him there, although I did find out later one of the elders had a problem with that because uh, he comes up to me uh, after a prayer meeting one night and says, you need to talk to that boy and tell him we don't wear ball caps and shorts and and t-shirts in the sanctuary. And my first response to the elder was, well, where in the Bible am I going to show him that? Because, again, I can't push my culture on him. I can't push my traditions on him. If I tell him something's right or wrong, it has to be from the Bible. The Bible's where we get all of our instruction as to what is right and as to what is wrong. And 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us all scripture is inspired. So let's take a look now at Psalms 119 verse 105. And the question here is what is the word of God to be to us? And Psalms 119.105 reads, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. God does not give us the Bible just to be a control freak or a tyrant, any more than the authors of a recipe book write in order to be control freaks or tyrants. The writers of the recipe book knows what it takes for their creation to turn out right, and God knows what it takes for his creation to turn out right, and that's why he's given us his word. Let's take a look at John chapter 20, verse 31. What is the reason the Bible was written? And it tells us here in John chapter 20, verse 31. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. So the whole purpose of the Bible isn't to uh, just know prophecy or, or science fiction or whatever. The purpose of the Bible is to know Jesus as our Savior, to have life through his name. All right, let's take a look now at Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10. And the question here is, how are we to study the scriptures? Well, Isaiah 28 verse 10 reads, He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. Isaiah 28:10. So what that means is we don't get all of our doctrine from just one verse. We compare scripture with scripture to get the big picture. Our beliefs or doctrines come from comparing what the entire Bible says on the subject in order to get that big picture instead of just getting our doctrine from one verse. For example, Ecclesiastes 12.7 tells us the spirit returns to God when we die. So many think from that one verse that we all go to heaven when we die. But if we take a little here and a little there, we see in Job 27, 3, 
that the spirit is simply our breath. So the big picture tells us our breath goes back to God, but nothing conscious returns to God till after the resurrection mentioned in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. We'll study more about this when we get to death in light of the cross. Let's take a look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16. What do some people do with God's word? 2 Peter 3.16 reads, Speaking of these things in all of his, Paul's letters, some of his comments are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this will result in their destruction. So we can't twist God's word around to mean what we want it to mean. We have to change our way of thinking to become in harmony with God's word instead of changing God's word to be in harmony with our way of thinking. And now let's take a look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Here's something we must never do. 2 Peter 1.20 says, Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. Or is that that 2 Peter 1.20? So it's not a matter of one's own interpretation. It comes from, again, comparing Scripture with Scripture as these men wrote as they were led by the Holy Spirit. We must let the Bible interpret itself. And that may sound hard, but in John 16, 13, we see that it's the Holy Spirit who leads us in our study of God's Word. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. So again, the same Holy Spirit who moved the writers to write these words is the same Holy Spirit that is with us when we invite him to be with us as we study those words. And the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth and help us to understand his word. But how often should we study the Bible? Well, let's take a look at Acts 17 verse 11. It says, And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were, were teaching the truth. All right, so what we see here is that they were doing this day after day. You know, I have to eat every day to get proper nourishment. And to be properly nourished spiritually, I need the bread of life, God's word every day. But what we also see here is that the Bereans were open-minded, but yet they searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. They didn't say, oh, Paul and Silas are great preachers. We just believe whatever they say. No, anybody could make a mistake. And so 
they were searching the scriptures, which was the Old Testament, by the way, to see if what Paul was teaching was true. So friends, as, as we continue studying God's word, I want to encourage you to study God's word every day. And as it said there in 2 Timothy 3.16, the scriptures, not culture, not tradition, the scriptures tell us what is right and wrong. And as we saw here in Acts 17, 11, the, the Bereans weren't just listening to uh, Paul and, and Silas and taking their word for it. They were searching the scriptures to see if what they were saying was true. They got their beliefs from the Bible. Friends, as we continue studying, I encourage you to not go by the pastor, Paul and Silas were great preachers, but the people searched the scriptures for themselves. So let's not go by our pastors. Let's not go by tradition or our culture. Let's go by the word of God as we study scripture. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's presentation, I would like to encourage you to write to me at racer3 at gmail.com. You spell out the three, so it's R-A-C-E-R-T-H-R-E-E -E at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, and God bless you.